Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hey, welcome into the podcast. Your boy Doug Gottlieb here. We have a really good one. Not all the talk is totally about baseball when we talk with uh, Tom Verducci or about football with John Middlecoff or about football with Brock Heward. It's a bunch of different stuff. We got some last dance discussion. We got some weekend discussion. We got some college football discussion, some steroid discussion with Tom Verducci. Um, I got a thought for you on the legacy of Jerry Sloan and what Michael Jordan has done to so many in the NBA. But first, l- let me start with the Cowboys who are not suffering from an identity crisis. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio. Um, Listen, we, we do this thing on a daily basis. Ryan Music and I, and uh, our model's a little bit different than Cowherd's model, than Dan Patrick's model, than the Odd Couple's model, than Clay Travis's model. But the idea is still the same. We talk either on the phone or in person several times a day, and we try and flesh out like, hey, what is our big story? What can we, how can we look at the world a little bit differently than everybody else looks at the world? And I think we came up with something today, which is kind of interesting. Um, uh, in one hour, in one hour, I will tell you the biggest thing holding me back in believing in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Brock Heward's going to join us in 20 minutes. John Middlecoff next hour. Tom Verducci in the third hour of the show. In one hour, the biggest single thing that's holding me back from going, pushing my chips into the table, in uh, all in on the table for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I saw this story from Ed Werder. He always has more. My DAC info, contract more than four years, the non-starter for the quarterback. There's not a new offer. Sides have not negotiated for more than a month. Since they're close enough on APR, that's average per year, nearly $35 million. That source feels like they're in striking range and a deal will be made by July 15th. Um, obviously, Dak wants to be back out on the market. He doesn't want this to be his last big deal. They want to mirror that of the Kirk Cousins contract. And like Kirk Cousins, because he was essentially underpaid throughout the first contract, he wants to be overpaid now. This is kind of on brand for quarterbacks in general, but especially quarterbacks who are drafted lower than they end up achieving. Right? Russell Wilson is the highest paid player in the National Football League. And at least a portion of all of his contract negotiations are, hey, remember you guys, we uh, first four years, we made pennies while you won championships. Granted, the Cowboys haven't won championships, but Dak Prescott has, without any question, exceeded anyone's reasonable expectations for the first contract that he had. Like, let me start by telling you that Dak Prescott will be the Cowboys quarterback this year. I also believe, not just because I've read it from Ed Werder, but I've seen this movie or a show like this and know how it ends, he'll sign a contract extension. And it will be for more money then the Cowboys, one, would have had to pay had they paid him early, and two, probably should be paying even now considering they still control his rights with the franchise tag. Now, why would Jerry pay Dak more money than he probably has to? Is there cost certainty? Sure. Sure, there, there, there's some cost certainty there. And the idea in mind is if you look at how quarterback contracts have spiked over the past five years, it's reasonable to think over the next four years, these contracts will spike yet again. It's really, really, really hard to find another franchise starting quarterback. Cowboys searched forever to find Tony Romo, but that was after years of trying after Troy Aikman had to retire due to injuries. You know, the Dolphins are still looking. The Bills are still looking. And the Bears have really never had one, even if when Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl. It's hard to find one. But more than anything, this is on brand for the Cowboys. Right? In, in TV and radio, we have brands, right? Like there's a way in which Fox shoots their games. Their Major League Baseball games, a lot more close-ups. Fox personalities feel a little bit more vivid. ESPN's brand is, hey, we're going to be a little bit more inside sports. We're about sports. We're going to tell you interesting, quirky things about sports. And CBS, they're very conservative, all about presentation, making it look tight, making it look classy. If you don't say anything that rattles somebody's feathers, they're okay with that as long as you do a really good, solid job. That's who CBS is. Right? Those are the three companies that I work for. I can tell you unequivocally, those are their brands. In football, we have brands as well. Right? The Chiefs are, we score points. Why would the Chiefs draft another running back in the first round? Well, why wouldn't they? 
end of the day, you got a nuclear weapon like Pat Mahomes, give him a bunch of toys to play with. Yeah, they could have helped their defense, sure, but why not? The Packers, their draft pick was on brand. It was on brand. How do I know? This is what they did when they when they traded for Brett Favre, right? Brett Favre had played a year, but they had Don Mikowski, the magic man, who was actually beloved for a time in Green Bay. And then when they had Favre, that's how they drafted Aaron Rodgers, and this is what they've done time and again. Stay true to their board, find value in the draft, whether or not it actually helps you on the field or not, doesn't matter. Right? The Raiders' new brand under John Gruden and Mike Mayock is... Hey, let's just load up and play the numbers game through the draft. That's how we want to do it. Essentially what the Niners were able to do in refilling their coffers. Franchises have a brand just like sports and companies have a brand. What is the Dallas Cowboys brand? Right? I mean, the the Lakers acquiring a star who built his reputation elsewhere? Where have I seen that before? I don't know. Wilt Chamberlain. I'm no, I don't know. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. Pau Gasol. They, yeah, they have drafted some of the all-time greats. And frankly, Kobe was a draft day trade. That's a draft pick. Magic Johnson was a draft day trade as well. But it is on brand for the Lakers to say, hey, we're the Lakers. Somebody wants to come play here. And they have 50 years of history to show that it works. The Dallas Cowboys brand is about the stars playing for the star. When they won big last time, they had the triplets, right? You had Emmett Smith, you had Michael Irvin, you had Troy Aikman. Now, I actually believe Ezekiel Elliott is a better all-around back than Emmett Smith. I don't think he'll be the all-time leading rusher in NFL history. But he is a spectacular talent. I don't think Amari Cooper is as dynamic as Michael Irvin was. But they paid him $100 million. He better be. And I don't think that, that, that Dak Prescott is Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman was remarkably accurate. Really, really accurate. And you look at his stats now. Look, it's a, just a different game, a different sport in which the way it's played. Ask anybody. Troy Aikman was a stud who was more athletic than he looked. Remember, he ran some option in Oklahoma before he transferred to UCLA. Big-bodied, great leader, deadly accurate. Dak isn't that accurate, but big-body, athletic, good leader. This is on brand for the Cowboys. Are they going to overpay and pay a little bit too late to overpay? Yeah. That's what they did with Emmett. That's what they did with Des Bryant. That's what they did with Mari Cooper and with Zeke Elliott. Actually, actually, Zeke was a little bit early, but it was, hey, I'm, I'm a holdout. Jerry always gives in and always ends up losing in terms of who got more money than we thought they would get. And they always end up being entertaining. And with the exception of when they had Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith, Moose Johnson, that was a great team. Moose Johnson, we kind of could, Flozell, the motel, Adams blocking. Like, with the exception of that, and obviously they were really, 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 really well coached under, with Jimmy Johnson. But this is who they are. I mean, it's been more than 20 years since they had back-to-back 10-win seasons. It's kind of crazy, right? They struggle with consistency because guys build their name and build their brand, playing for the star, become stars. Jerry falls in love with them, and he thinks we're really close, so he overpays them, and they come up short. 
How am I doing? I'm not hating on the Cowboys. I'm just painting what I believe is a completely accurate portrayal of the Cowboys. So do I think the Cowboys are going to get a deal done? Yes. Do I think they're going to overpay? Yes. Do I think Dak Prescott is good? Sure. Do I think he's great? Nope. Nothing you tell me is going to convince me of otherwise. Although I am willing to believe that the consistency of having him, they did essentially keep the same offensive staff. I think you need that. I think there's value in it. And I think there's reason to believe that he will continue to get better. He's not getting worse. He's getting better. And of course, we'll judge him far differently because he's no longer judged as a fourth round draft pick who in a spot start duty to replace Tony Romo ended up doing a great job and winning 13 games. Now he will be one of the highest paid players in the NFL, which dramatically changes how we look at each of his performances. Because that's on brand for fans. Right? The Packers staying true to their board is their brand. Fans judging somebody not based solely on their performance, but but the the the, the evaluation of their performance in comparison to what they're actually making, that's on brand for fans, just like it's on brand for the Dallas Cowboys to slightly or massively overpay one of their homegrown stars because they believe he's a star. That's the Cowboys brand. All right, coming up next, uh, Jerry Sloan died today. He was the head coach of the Utah Jazz in both of those NBA finals in which they lost to the Chicago Bulls, ironically, because he is a he was a legendary Bulls player. There is something unique about his legacy. I'll tell you what that is. I'll come next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament? You have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline 
an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So Jerry Sloan passed away today at the age of 78 years old. If you, like me, know anything about the history of NBA basketball, you know that Jerry Sloan was not only a great coach with the Utah Jazz, He's a really well-respected, outstanding player who won a couple national championships at Evansville. I think they were Division II at the time. He actually, this is a side note, do you guys know that Evansville had a horrific plane crash in which their whole team died? This is going back in the 70s. He had accepted the job to be Evansville's head coach that previous offseason only to change his mind. Think about that, right? Um... But Jerry Sloan was a really well-respected, tough guy player, seen as one of the toughest, if not the toughest leader in the NBA when he played with the Chicago Bulls. So um, Jerry Sloan dies at the age of 78. He hadn't been lucid, I think, in a while. Um, He just hadn't. And... Jerry Sloan is known and like there's people who they they just either forgot the situation or didn't know. Did you understand my tweet today earlier today? Rhyme music when when I tweeted out uh, that Jerry Sloan survived a long time with uh, Darren Williams knife in his back. Uh, I mean, I do remember that there was some serious turmoil at the end of his tenure in Darren Williams, but perhaps not in great detail. Basically, here's uh, the way in which I was told it went down and it's been documented that it went down is Darrell Williams was a superstar or a buddy, a burgeoning superstar, star player in the league. And uh, as a star player in the league, you know, he thought he had the juice and Jerry Sloan was kind of old school. We run sets, we run plays, we do it my way. And he it was always a back and forth with Darren Williams, who had the reputation of being a know-it-all. And finally, they had they were playing, ironically, in Chicago, and Darren Williams repeatedly in the first half broke off some plays, and Jerry Sloan said something to the order of, hey, if you're going to break off a play, at least let some of your teammates know, right? Because nobody knows what you're doing out there. And then he went to management and said, I'm done. After Darren Williams said, I got the juice. So in other words, it was Darren Williams was kind of like, hey, I'm going to take over this team. I'm going to do it my way. And Jerry Sloan said, I'm not going to fight you. Fine. I'm done. I've done enough. I've coached, you know, just as good or better players than you. And they didn't fight me the way that you fought. It was just a new generation, old generation thing. I don't think Darren Williams is a terrible guy. I think Darren Williams, had he not had a litany of injuries, 
he he would have had a chance to go down as a superstar player, but this was a stain on on how you know how you know him. And and look for Jerry Sloan. I don't know if they win a title if Michael Jordan doesn't come back. Or think about it for Jerry Sloan. What would have happened had Michael Jordan not retired the first time? Say they win four titles or five titles, and then he retires, and it's and then it coincides with the Utah Jazz. Like, look, they built that thing. You want to talk about building something organically? Drafted Stockton, drafted Malone. Frank Layden was originally the coach, and then he kicked himself upstairs to being the president. And Jerry Sloan took them to a higher plane. His teams played hard. And his teams were tough. And they emulated that of his coach. But if I was to ask the average fan on the street, Jerry Sloan, you're like, never heard of him. Why? Michael Jordan. Chauncey Billups said this, and I thought it was apropos. My thing is, Jordan kept so many Hall of Famers from getting rings, from Ewing to Barkley to Malone. Everybody got rings in LeBron's watch. Everybody. It's a huge difference in my book. He's right. That's one of the things that drove Jordan. They even asked him, okay, that first NBA finals against 97 finals against Carl Malone. Oh, Malone was the MVP. That's one. That was my motivation. I mean, they didn't even mention Dominique Wilkins in the documentary. It literally wasn't brought up. Dominique Wilkins is one of, I think, five players in NBA history to average 25 points or more 10 straight years, I believe. Like, not even brought up. Why? And look, I I think Dominique was a highly flawed player, but, dude, they had some teams down there now, right? With Doc Rivers and Kevin Willis. and They they had good teams. They had no shot against the Bulls. None. The Knicks, the Cavs. How loaded with the Cavs? With Larry Nance and Mark Price, Brad Doherty. People talk down on these teams like, well, you know. Who did Jordan ever really beat? The reason we don't think anything of them was they couldn't beat Michael freaking Jordan. I mean, look, we we do this thing where we're like, well, the how many Hall of Famers were on the Boston Celtics when they won all those titles? They were Hall of Famers because they won titles. Not Hall of Famers who then won. They were Hall of Famers. It, this is like a... Um, Duke's had this for a long time. Texas and football's had this. Now, the second you sign at Duke, you go from being a three-star to a five-star. You're suddenly in on all the All-American games and in on USA Basketball. Like, man, Duke signed him. He must be better than we think. Is he a five-star who signed at Duke? Kyrie Irving, et cetera, et cetera. Or is he a five-star because he signed at Duke? And I'm here to tell you there are great players, great players who you barely have heard of from the 90s that never got a shot. Why? Michael Jordan. You know, like I, I never thought Clyde Drexler was in his class, but Michael Jordan made sure that he's never being judged in his class because they never beat him. Jerry Sloan died today at the age of 78 years old. How much different would you think of or know Jerry Sloan had they won those, had they won one of those series against the Bulls? 
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. First, though, let's welcome in Brock Heward, who joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio, college football and NFL analyst for Fox Sports. Brock, let, let's go to the last dance. What what surprised you? <laughs> I think how much I enjoyed Phil Jackson, to be honest with you. I, I, I just as a, maybe it's the last decade, Doug, here watching Pete Carroll work. And, and in many ways, he and uh, Phil Jackson are, are very, very similar dudes. Um, you know, pretty positive guys allow people to express themselves and be themselves. So it's probably that as much as anything. That was the biggest surprise was how much I just linked those two guys together. And as I said, proximity to Pete Carroll is probably a big reason why. Hmm, good stuff. I, I like it. Um, okay. is was, Going into it, was Jordan your favorite basketball player of all time? Do you think he's the greatest basketball player of all time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And uh, my wife, my wife, Doug, was a college basketball player at Washington. And I remember in the training room watching her get her ankles taped as a true freshman I'm like yes yes if she looks that good getting her ankles taped um <laughs> 21 years later today actually is our wedding anniversary she still yeah she still looks that good and she was she had the jordan posters and the wings poster wings. And, you know yeah. so it was it's been a blast watching it with our kiddos we have a couple aspiring hoopers uh, some high school daughters that'll uh, that'll get to play, um, and I think beyond high school, which is kind of neat. And man, we yeah, we really enjoyed it. And he was absolutely the number one. Uh, what what do you think Dak Prescott's value should be? Mm, it should probably be around. I, I, for me, uh, the template would be Jared Goff. That 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 kind of structure and and that kind of money and, and accomplishment and you know a, a good a, a really good number uh, I think a fair number I think that would be the I think that would be the starting point for me because Dak's been you know obviously awesome at home uh, won a playoff game against our beloved Seahawks up here in Seattle with a third and thirteen QB draw where he ran through Bobby Wagner and was a big part of them winning that game. Um, but you know, he hasn't done it consistently on the road. He hasn't done it consistently elevating everybody around him. And I think he is reliant on those people around him, much like, a, a Jared Goff is. So to me, that would be probably the, the boilerplate, the template to, uh, to get a deal done. Don't you, I mean, am I crazy to think that Jared Goff's contract is too big? Like I, I don't understand why we emulate a bad contract. <laughs> Well, it depends what side you're on. No, I understand. But like, <laughs> if okay, you know so, his financial so, so planner, like in, so like, like in, Jared, in your like in your like in your neighborhood, right? I'm going yeah. to buy a house. You get five comps, right? Mm-hmm. You get five comps. You, you don't just go like, well, hey, let's take the let's take the worst comp possible and let's use that one. Like, yeah, it's not how I, that's not how I price out a house. Yeah. Um, you know, because there's as much as we well, like so to say, who are his five comps? So who are Dax five comps? Uh, okay, Jimmy go- Garoppolo. Jared Goff, sure. guys that are good, okay. they need a supporting cast around them. You're not Aaron Rodgers. You're not Russell Wilson. Okay, not, yeah, right. Uh, so, so if we take Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers yep. off of it, yep, and we say Cousins, right? Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. We say yep. Cousins. We say, I say Dak. Cousins. I say yep. I say Goff. I say Garoppolo. Okay. Uh, Any one more? Wentz. Uh, now, I I think of Carson Wentz is better. Probably. Okay. Probably. Put team the team on his shoulder, but he also has been banged up, and, and Dak hasn't, man. Dak's been reliable. He's been durable. He's tough as hell. And, you know, th- those attributes are, are pretty hard to find. So, okay, may- maybe Carson— Is he good? 
What's that? Is I, I he think actually Dak's good? Very good. I think that. Yeah, I think Dak is very good. I just don't think he's elite. I don't think you can just give him anybody like you could do with Patrick and with Russell and and with Aaron. And you know, you you look at the supporting cast. You look at the amount of turnover that Russell and Aaron have had in particular receiver and a tight end and offensive line and running back. It really doesn't, doesn't matter. Like those guys make everyone around them better. I think Dak is in that next grouping of homes, which should be a $30 million a year kind of player. And you say, well, that's too much. You know, that's, that's, those but are, we're those talking, are we're talking comps. 35. Yeah. I guess, yes, I get it. Well, that's a I lot think, of money. I think Jimmy, what's Jimmy? Jimmy's about 30, 28, 30. Yes. Isn't Goff a little closer to 30 than mm-hmm. 35? Mm-hmm. I think Wentz is 35. Cousin's about 30. So for me, that's yeah, about 30. And if he doesn't want $30 million in a year in that generational wealth that he wants to play it out and he wants to try to do what Kirk Cousins did, God bless him. I mean, I, I commend these guys, Doug. I couldn't do that. I commend Jadavian Clowney right now. I'm, I'm shocked that he didn't sign his one-year deal or some of his initial deals the Seahawks offered. And, you know, he's like, no, my house is worth more. Dak's like, nope, my house is worth more. Right? And, and Kirk Cousins, many of us scoffed at him a few years back, said, dude, sign the extension. You're, you're not elite. You're a really good player. Sign the extension. And he didn't. And then he went out and got $30 million guaranteed. Then he went out and got another $85 million guaranteed. So... God bless them. They got more entrepreneurial spirit and more belief in their market value than many of us do. Brock, you are joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I, I haven't spoken to you since the draft. What do you think of what the Green Bay Packers decided to do in drafting Jordan Love? Ooh, I would not have done that. <laughs> I would not have pulled. I would not have pulled that trigger. I'd look at Aaron Rodgers and say, "You got a couple years left, and we're gonna we're gonna run it till the wheels totally come off." You're still an elite thrower. Didn't love the attitude, obviously. That it was a sour taste at the end of the year. That Niner game, that was bad body language, um, about as bad as it gets. Right, is 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 we have certainly seen from him or a player of his ilk. But you know what? That was a that was a rough Sunday, and and uh, you still you know were a big part of us getting there to the to the championship game. So I would I would have rode him for two more years in the most elite receiver draft we have seen in a long time, and may not see again in some time. I would have added another weapon or two there, possibly a lineman. I do like the running back AJ Dillon's an absolute hammer, so I didn't hate that pick. But I would not have made that move. And, and, you know, to me, Doug, QB play is getting better. There is more development at the high school level. There is more development at the college level. Next year, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. The year after that, we're going to have another Joe Burrow, Tua. You know, we're going to continue to have those. So I, I, I did not think that highly of Jordan Love. I would not have made that move. But the Packers did. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Brock Hewer. You can hear him call college and NFL games on, on Fox Sports um, I, I understand Jason lights, the GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's celebrating the fact that, Hey, listen, we got a coach. who's not going to coach that much longer and a quarterback. Who's not going to play that much longer. Yep. There's going to be great energy and passion towards winning and winning right now. My, my issue with that is I don't know if that always creates the type of atmosphere that you want. Right. I'm not going to say panic, but you're going to have this whole thing you know he's been in one place his whole career mm-hmm. and you want in short order with no OTAs I know they're working out together with no OTAs for the thing to come together and the pressure of hey guys we only have a year or two year window I'm not sure that that landed the way that Jason Light wanted to land well, what are your thoughts on Tampa 
yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating TV, man. I, I can't wait to watch. And by the way, is Bruce going to take back the play call sheet from Byron Leftwich? What what do you think? You think think Bruce going to hand over the play calling duties to Byron for this season? I don't think so. And he's like, you know what? That was a good experience for you last year. Let me call plays for this guy because I because he's still pretty good, especially from especially from the neck up and knows how to take care of the football and. Uh, you know, it's it, we, we're working the draft, Doug, and I really enjoy Mark Dominic. I think he does an excellent job. The former GM, by the way, down there in Tampa. And we're watching the draft, and, and you know, the, the Dolphins had all these picks. And it just felt like so many outside of Tua, so many of the Dolphins' picks were development guys. And I said to Mark, I said, do they have two or three years? I mean, it's, can this really be a developmental league? And he thought, new, no. like you got to go for it and you got to go win now. You don't have two, three, four years. So you're the GM in Tampa. You get your opportunity to swing. You swing and you land Bruce Arians, it, you know, who's, who's a year by year deal because of his health, because of his age. He's a year by year. You take that swing with Bruce. Tom Brady, of all people, says, yeah, yeah, let me go finish my career out in Tampa Bay. I think you got to welcome the goat down there and you got to roll the dice and take this year by year and try to maximize it. This is just isn't this isn't the developmental. This isn't baseball. This isn't, you know, in some ways, the NBA where you have two, three, four years. I think this is a win league, win now league, the, the not for long league. That's not changed since Jerry Glenville was in it three decades ago. And and when you compare those two to go out and try to try to find a way to win. I kind of commend it, and it will be must-see TV. What happens with Russell Wilson in Seattle, right? There's this this the story, and Chris Sims, I'm not, I, I tend to believe him, that there was talk of trading him to the Browns. There's now discussion as to, hey, after this year, do they trade him to try and get Trevor Lawrence? Hmm. Uh, y- you have an elite quarterback who has found a way to win without a great surrounding cast, and yet there continues to be these rumors that they don't, necessarily want to keep him forever and he might not want to be there you know seattle better than anybody maybe on the planet Hmm. what do you think happens there yeah i think he's going to be here i think he's got a very aggressive agent i don't disregard chris sims and tim hasselback and those guys uh who who heard some of that russell wilson hired a baseball agent he had bus cook out of college he said that's great you're a deal maker you work with these guys i don't want that I, i want a deal breaker I want to do it differently than anybody else. I want to have a baseball contract and, and I, I want to set things up differently. I want my contract to look different. And Mark Rogers is, is a baseball agent. And from Scott Boris down, Doug, they operate differently than football agents and Tom Condon and, and my old agent, Marvin Demoff. Those guys look to, to find a deal, to make a deal. And Mark Rogers has made the last two negotiations very contentious. I think we all knew in Seattle, they, Pete knows what he has. John knows what he has. John Schneider, they we're not going to let Russell play in any other uniform. And yet those were really contentious, really difficult negotiations because that's what Russell is paying his agent to do. So where exactly that talk came from, I would tend to think, and if I had to bet my dollar, that that came a little bit more from Russell's camp in 2018 than it did necessarily from John and Pete. Awesome stuff. Brock Heward, listen, have a great and safe weekend. Um, I got to ask you, uh, you know, Washington, Oregon, and California kind of linked up hand-in-hand to say we're going to do everything together. Um, It looks like the Big 12 and the SEC, they're going to try and get this thing done regardless. 
Yep. Where are we on Pac-12 football? We've been ahead of the curve, socially distancing in venues like Stanford and Cal and ASU for a long time, Doug. So they won't have any problems social distancing in the in the stands this fall. I think we're going to have football, uh, all jokes aside. I think the many of these ADs and coaches feel like within the structure, and again, they're incentivized to say this, I get that, but they feel like there's, within their structure and their resources, they provide a safer environment for their student-athletes than many of them have in their home community communities and everything else. So I think the they will be back. I think there will be massive protocol. And I think the the West Coast will be as aggressive as anybody in making sure that those stadium environments are as safe as possibly can be before they let the seven or 8,000 back in the stands at Stanford to watch a football game. Awesome stuff, Brock. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great weekend. You got it, Dougie. Brock, you are joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. A big change coming to the NFL. We'll discuss it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament? You have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and... Ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Ralph, what do you got? Well, before we get to our game, real quick, uh, JL Sports, Joe Linta uh, congratulating Joe Flacco, his client, on a new one-year deal with the New York Jets. So that just broke, so wanted to share that with you. Didn't he just have surgery? Well, he's got a deal to go with that surgery. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Start off with Psychic here. Psychic? We saw the conclusion of The Last Dance where they did address Michael Jordan's gambling and the way he treated teammates. What do you expect to see in Tom Brady's nine-part documentary series? How much will they cover the tuck rule, Spygate, Deflategate? I would guess all of it. I would guess all of it. I mean, we, we can we we might not like how uh, even the perspective was on Jordan's thing, but they they covered it all. You know, with the, with the exception of his personal life, which they never got into. In terms of professional career, they they covered it all. Really did. So I would expect all of it. If you're you can't cover the, you can't do a documentary on the Patriots and not include Spygate, especially Deflategate. You got to include that because he got suspended for it. Uh, has has to all be at least brought up. Well, and I would imagine they're going to get more than three hours with him, so we'll get lots of commentary on these things too. Uh, NFL teams set to vote on an alternative to the onside kick by allowing teams one chance to gain 15 yards from their own 25. Will this turn out to be a smart rule change for the NFL? No. No, this is not a smart rule change. It takes away, like, we're running a play instead of an onside kick. No. This is not a good idea. It's one of those ones like, what? I, no. No. You, you have a kickoff. You have potential for an onside kick. If you want to make people go for it more with onside kicks, then change that it has to go 10 yards to five even if you don't have a run-up or move the football to the 40-yard line so that it's not as penalizing to miss an onside kick but inventing an entirely different way to get the ball back i don't it's not only like i hate i hate i'll put you down for a maybe uh chief owner clark Cunt <laughs> told 105.3 the fan in dallas and said they will begin negotiating with patrick mahomes for his next contract starting this summer Who's going to get their long-term contract done first, Mahomes or Dak Prescott? Mm. That's a good question. Pat Mahomes or Dak Prescott? Pat Mahomes or Dak Prescott? I believe Dak Prescott will get it done first because they have to have it done by July 15th. Mahomes thing, they're talking, but they don't have to have it done even this before this season. You know, that's just in terms of when his deal runs out. So I would assume Dax will be done first. Juju Smith-Schuster told the NFL Network he honestly thinks it'll be a big year for Pittsburgh with the return of Big Ben. Will the Steelers be a playoff team this season? Yes, they'll be a playoff team. But, you know, like, what guy is not going to say that about his future Hall of Fame quarterback, right? Is there anybody right now who's like, you know, I, I think Big Ben's going to suck. Like that, That'll go over really, really well. So I think Juju truthfully believes it. They've worked out together. Ben, that's why he shaved his beard is because now he's making NFL throws, throwing an NFL football. But, I mean, I just because Juju Smith-Schuster said it doesn't mean it's going to happen. And the SEC announced earlier today that they will allow athletes to return to campus for voluntary individual workouts beginning June 8th. As we begin to slowly see the return of sports, will we get a full season of college football in 2020? Um... Yes, we'll see a full, we'll see some sort of a full season. Ooh, you mean like every game and every team playing? Yeah. Ooh. 
No, we will not have a completely full season, but we will have a mostly full season. That makes sense? That's sure. game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. You know what this is? Uh, were there any big summer movies that were supposed to come out, Ramos? Was it, what's the big blockbuster that's supposed to come out 4th of July? Had to be something, right? I, I yeah, do, I, I think it was um, like Mulan. It was Disney did a Mulan remake that was supposed to be pretty big. I saw the preview of it when I went to see Star Wars, and uh, I they pushed it back again uh, to like what November I think or something like that. Hmm. I don't know if that's what you consider a big big movie, but that was one of the summer blockbusters for Disney that they were putting out. Mulan. Huh. Uh, Ryan, um, were you aware of any big? I'm trying to think of when I. When I uh, when I went, I was like, hmm. The first one that came to mind, I have no idea if this came out or when it was supposed to come out, was um, that Top Gun movie. That feels like Top it, Gun, I think, yeah. Maverick. Yeah, Maverick. That, Maverick. that feels like it was supposed to have been a July 4th um, release date. Uh, okay. Now, Ralph, go ahead, Ralph. Oh, it was supposed to be July twelfth that it was. Supposed oh, okay, to come out. Yeah. all right. So, so you I, were wonder, right I, on I it. wonder if in select select theaters that would have been there. Um, Hamilton, the movie, was set to come out Fourth of July weekend, right? That's where they recorded Hamilton, and it's coming out on Disney Plus. It's gonna be on Disney Plus. Yeah. Top Gun, what? Yes, is is July. I wouldn't be surprised. It's now been moved to December 23rd. Really? Yeah. Actually, it turns out it was originally July 12th, then it was moved to June 26th, then June 24th. Now it's December 23rd. Why wouldn't they drop it? I'm like, if we're open back up, are you going to go to, will you go to movie theaters? I feel like people will flock. I don't know if people will flock to them. I feel like they will. I guess they, wouldn't that be one of those things that they'd have to probably limit how many people are in there at a time? Yeah. And their research, I'm sure, tells them, you know, like, they, they wouldn't. I just want like when when okay I guess this is the question. We get back online first thing you're going to do Ryan is what that you haven't been able to do. Oh man. Um I guess probably go to a restaurant yeah. would probably be Restaurant good answer. Yeah, good answer. I like the re- that's what I would do too. We'd go to a restaurant. Let me see restaurant. Bing. Okay, what about you Ramos? What are you going to do? First thing you can do. Why oh, it would be a restaurant too. I mean you can't like, that well, answer's already took, taken. Uh, okay, yeah, it has. I would say um well, I think we would coach my son's baseball team be coach, one. Coach you coach, yeah, coach yeah. sports. What like no vacations? Movies? Well, I got a vacation coming, but <laughs> you were off all of last summer too with the baby. <laughs> That's true, but that was we that was a different vacation. We interrupt John Ramos's normal vacation <laughs> or his post quarantine vacation. <laughs> Are people gonna travel? You travel to Europe? I don't know. Kind of think I want to. I just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have a compromised immune system, but, you know, every time I go around, I feel like, well, then I can't go see my mom or, you know, hug my mom or whatever, just trying to keep her away from this kind of thing. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what people flock to. I feel like taking your, yeah, I guess, I guess it's the limit in how many people will be able to go in the theaters. Because otherwise, you would think people will flock to the theaters like, man, I just want to go out and see dinner and a show. Dinner and a show. Uh, all right, coming up next, we, we talked about the Cowboys this past hour. We talked a little bit with Brock Heward about the Buccaneers. Tom Brady's already having workouts with his Buccaneer teammates. The general manager's already come out and said, hey, these are two guys really well aligned. 
But even Jason Light, their, their general manager, pointed out something that I think is the biggest potential hurdle in Tampa playing at home in the Super Bowl. Share that with you upcoming next in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament? You have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. I, I think as we get ready for the NBA season to come back, and uh, my sources tell me the NBA season is coming back. In 15 minutes, to give you kind of what I've heard. But, you know, look, there's pretty much three teams that are interesting, maybe maybe four. You know, we get ready for the Major League Baseball season. You know, there's like three teams that are interesting, maybe four. Obviously, the Astros and what that looks like, considering they lost in the World Series, but then they lost their manager, their general manager, and 
and several of their top players. And of course, uh, they're like a public enemy number one for American baseball fans, especially Dodger fans and, and, and others, Yankee fans. They're an interesting team. I would say in the NFL, Cowboys are always interesting. Packers are always interesting. Patriots are interesting, right? See what happens after Tom Brady leaves and the Buccaneers might be the most interesting. Because, because on paper, it all seems to work, right? He drafted a right tackle. The rest of the line is good. The defense is well coached and better than you come to expect for a team that drafted as high as they were drafting. They got two stud wide receivers. They got three good tight ends. They have a coach who has had success before with star quarterbacks. And now you have Tom Brady. Jason Light is their GM. He was on SportsCenter with SVP. Take a listen. I have a lot of concerns on that right now. We have a head coach that, to be quite frank, isn't going to be here for the next 15, 20 years. So I think it was actually a perfect marriage. You've got two guys that got something to prove. They want to win. They want to win now. Um, they got the same mindset. Yeah, yeah. That look, that sounds all good. They got the same mindset, but they have different ways of solving the same problems, right? Uh, Brady has always been an underneath guy with exceptionally exception Randy Moss and Bruce Arians is no risk it, no biscuit. But, but even that really doesn't matter. I, I just look, the hardest thing to conceptualize is here's a team that's been to the playoffs twice since they won a Super Bowl 20 years ago, twice. Um, haven't been in over a decade and we believe that they're going to turn that around with essentially one player or two players and a change in mentality. Like, do you know how hard it is to go from expecting to lose to expecting to win and then factor in that you're everybody's biggest game now suddenly? It's just different. When you're the Patriots, every game you go and play on the road is arguably the biggest game for the other team and they hate you but you're already used to it and prepared for it in Tampa. While I don't think there'll be nearly the hatred there was towards the Patriots, there will be some pushback in everybody's biggest game. But do you think all these guys are ready for that? I think the answer is no. But winning is more than anything, a mentality, a mentality. And if, if you haven't been there, if you haven't done that, you just, it isn't easy to do. You can't just go from, hey, we haven't been in the playoffs too. Let's play for a Super Bowl. There are steps to be taken. I mean, look, even the Chiefs lined up offsides, and, and this is after several years of losing at home in the playoffs when Alex Smith was their quarterback. How long? Michael Jordan took, what, seven years? Peyton Manning, he quickly turned around the Denver Broncos. Of course, they got stomped in the Super Bowl, but he didn't get to the Super Bowl the first year because Joe Flacco threw an unbelievable pass and Peyton couldn't do anything in the wind. So I just this idea that you, you bring Brady in and all of a sudden it changes one or two guys to change the culture is a lot. And the culture of Tampa has always been, hey, they're pretty fun. This team's going to score some points. Better than you think. Better fan base than you think. But it's hard to have two guys make a winning culture. 
you know, it feels like there's three outcomes. One, the whole thing goes up in flames, right? Just disaster. Two, and this is probably the most likely, they're a good team. They get in the playoffs and they lose, and we determine it to be a failure because a success that he left the Patriots who don't make the playoffs, but a failure because they lose early in the playoffs. And three, the, the dream scenario is you get you give this guy who who's, hasn't played with weapons in years the best weapon he's had in years, and he just takes the league, rough, runs rough shot by the league. My guess is it's option two, not, th- not three, and not one. But one is more likely than three is likely because he's in his 40s. So I, in, in interesting teams, that doesn't mean they're the best teams. Right? The Eagles are a better team than the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are more interesting. The Saints are a better team than the Buccaneers, but the Buccaneers are more interesting. But what's interesting about the Buccaneers to me is, can they flip that attitude, that mindset, and do so uh, in, in such incredibly short fashion? Yeah. Can you do that? That's, that's got to be a difficult ask. Got to be difficult. All right, coming up next, um, here's what I'm going to get to. I have inside information on what I've been told is going to happen in the NBA. Now, it is not, this is not me going Adrian Wojnarowski. It's probably what ends up happening and the general sense, and there's still some planning on how to do it, and you're starting to see different parts of the story play out. And there's a reason why I know how many teams, or I think I know how many teams will get to go about how they're going to do it and what the holdup is in announcing it. I'll share that with you next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament? You have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. 
When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. So here's what I've been told. Sources. Sources. Uh, NBA is coming back. Um, and Orlando is the destination. And the reason you're like, well, I thought Vegas, you, know, you have the West Coast teams in Vegas. The, the issue with Vegas is a couple. Um, one, I, I just think they want it all in one place. Right? It's, it's easier to control if it's one place. Two, Vegas, Vegas. Vegas wants to get back online being Vegas. Not sure they want to get back online being just a, just a host. Not that Disney doesn't want to reopen, but it's a little bit it's a little bit different, right? They got the milk house and you, you know, you can have it in one hotel or maybe two different hotels who that can be that are Disney owned. Whereas you got all the conflicting alliances in Vegas and Vegas makes money off the tables and they don't want to have to be protecting people. Just it's too much. Vegas and Orlando were options. Orlando is the likely destination. And if you saw Mark Stein, tweeted today that each team is being told uh, if and when we get back going, 35 people is the max, right? That's what you get. Normally you can get 50 or more in your traveling party. 35 people is all you get, which to me though, only signifies why you don't need to have, you know, there's, there's 30 teams in the NBA. Normally the top eight in each conference in each. uh, Yeah. Normally the top eight, so 16 make the playoffs. This time you'll probably have somewhere in the neighborhood of 20, right? Because you have kind of grouped up six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But I, I don't think they're going to call on those bottom 10 teams. And the logic is actually really, really sound. Right? The logic is actually really, really sound. And here's what it is. I mean, the truth is they don't want those teams because those teams don't want to play. What's the point? They've already played two-thirds to more or three-quarters of their season. What are a couple more games going to do for them other than potentially injured players and, oh, yeah, by the way, cost their owners even more money? But the way out of it, the way out of giving everybody a fair, quote-unquote, fair shot is this. If you eliminate the bottom 10 teams in the league and everybody had 35 people in their traveling party you're taking away 350 extra people in terms of the ability to keep everything safe and uh sanitized and protected from covid19 i think the nba will end up using the coronavirus to protect themselves from having to bring in 
the bottom 10 teams in the league. Everybody else will play. And the only question is, how do they do it, right? How do you play a couple of games to get ready for the playoffs? And they're all going to be seven-game playoff series. And my guess is some form of games or exhibition games against the other conference. You understand? So if you're the West, you'll play three to five games against the East and vice versa in order to get yourself up and going. You have your training camp. You don't have exhibition games anywhere other than the site of where the bubble is. And once you get to the bubble, you can't leave the bubble until you decide you're leaving the bubble. You're gone forever. And what's better to have a bubble uh, with, with or without 350 additional people. My guess is the NBA comes back and they almost get right to the playoffs or at least with playoff caliber teams and the last 10 out don't really care and their way out way out way from out from underneath it is to say hey look we're taking 350 people out of the mix it makes it easier for us to to stay healthy make sense yeah yeah go ahead uh rhyme music so chris haynes going back to late last week um he reported about how some of the star players had all gotten on a call and they were sort of trying to create a unified front on getting return to play games what did you make of James Harden being not necessarily against coming out to play, but he said he was trying to wait for the pandemic to calm down a little bit to make sure that it was safe to play. Sort of feels like he was the one somewhat dissenting voice to not be all in on like, hey, we should be playing games sooner rather than later. Um, it was weird when I saw that. Uh, you know? It, it 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 was, wasn't it? I mean, it felt that way. I, you know, it, he wasn't like like hey. I, I feel like everybody I talked to is like, let's just play, right? Does he have somebody close to him who got sick? I believe the only real star player that we've heard Carl of Anthony is Carl Towns. Anthony Towns, and we yeah. don't know about his mom and if she was healthy. Otherwise, not not that I'm trying to diminish what he went through. That's terrible to go to go through. Um, I don't know. I think it's. Really, it's yeah, he is really the only guy. Well, and if when I'm looking back on this original report from Chris Haynes on May 12th, it does appear that James Harden was the one name not on this list Chris Paul, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Dame Leonard, Damian Lillard, yeah, and who's Russell missing? Westbrook. Why wasn't he on the call? He missed, it, the, he missed his Zoom meeting time? It, it, hey, Dad. When, when it first happened? Yeah, I was on it, and then I was off it. And once I got off it, then somebody has to send me a new meeting. <laughs> when it send first, me a new meeting! When it first happened, I didn't necessarily notice that he wasn't a part of it. Yeah. But now that I've seen that, and then he was the one to sort of be like, hey, you know, let's wait for it to slow down a little bit. It does seem like he's the one-star player that's not all in on, let's start playing games. Does it matter? I suppose it doesn't unless he were to take that next All step. All right, and be if we like, come back and play, I'm not playing any defense. Yeah, that's fair. Does it matter? <laughs> right? Like, whoa, whoa, say something else, big boy. Say something else. Does it matter? Uh, I don't know. Like, I look, I'm I'm intrigued. I, I'd be really interested to see what the Rockets will end up doing in it. It's not going to be a shortened series. You know, you'll have seven game series. But I do wonder what playing in a neutral side does to all those threes and how they're playing. And, you know, if they could, they could, I still think they're going to upset somebody in the playoffs. I don't think they win the Western Conference, but 
but I don't. I wouldn't want to play the Houston Rockets. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, so how many weekends we got left till we have we had sports, you think? We got probably three. What do you think, Ramos? Three weekends? You got next weekend is is 29th, 30th, and 31st. And then... I feel like July... That July 4th All-American weekend, or that seems... Because, you know, the, the 4th falls on a Saturday. The 3rd is a Friday. For some reason, it seems like that would be the, like, ultimate weekend to start sports. To me. Mm-hmm. In America. I was just looking at the resorts in uh, Scottsdale this weekend. Okay. All sold out. Really? Yeah. Because they're the only ones that get the pools open and whatever. And in, in Southern California, you can... Some of these hotels are open, but you can't have a pool open just yet. Pond, you can have, but, but pool, no. <laughs> pool and a pond. Pond be good for you. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think it's, it, there's like, it all depends on your, where you live is how you feel about this thing. Ryan, where, how do you feel about this thing, about opening stuff? If you were in charge, what would be your honest feelings? Right, he's answering the phone. What about you, um, uh, Ramos, how do you feel? Well, about it? it's funny. I'm on the board for our little league, and we've been talking about this <clears throat> for the past two weeks. When when do we start baseball? When now. do we start? And it's it's a tough question to answer. There's a lot of legality stuff around it too. You know, with with the parents, and you know, are you going to just release your kid to play? And it's 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 tough, Doug. It really is a hard question to answer. Mm. Uh, Irvin, what do you think? If you were in charge of the world, what would you do? I same thing that, that John says. Fourth of July just sounds like a perfect time to to get everybody back, and it's going to be time to watch baseball because everyone's going to want to stay inside in the AC. You think everyone's going to stay inside in Fourth of July? No, I'm saying it's going to be time thereafter. I mean, people are going to want to enjoy I, I don't know. air conditioning and watching games. I kind of feel like everybody, all these sports are going to miss the window. Because the second you go like, hey, you guys can go, we're like, I'm out. I'm out. I've been watching TV for three months. Okay? I've been growing a beard. I haven't got to get a, get a shave. I want to get a haircut. Like, I'm out. Middlecoff, uh, I put you in charge of the world. When do you open everything back up? Right now, like 125. Let's roll. <laughs> I mean, I, Doug, I didn't even realize. I, I'm not kidding. That it was Memorial Day weekend till yesterday. Yeah. Because why? Why would you? Especially in California, it's like it hasn't changed that much. Though I have family in the Valley in the Fresno area, mm-hmm. and they they they're rocking and rolling. You know, they're going. Yeah, that that fits Fresno. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm messing. It's all. But Na- Napa, Napa's Napa open. What's crazy though is I was telling the guys I was looking like in Arizona res- resorts in Scottsdale, and they're all booked. Like they're they're, they're back online. They're going. And you can tell me you're doing social distancing, but come on, man, you know, you're laying out by the pool and not well, that I, there's I, a, which which supposedly kills the thing anyway, but I just, I'm, I'm with you on that. Well, I had a buddy that's like, uh, Hey, you doing anything this weekend? I'm like, no, not really. He's like, you want to go play pebble? He's like, it's cheap. I'm like, how much is it? He's like, you know, it's just a little under 500. I'm like, uh, yeah. I, when he said cheap, I thought you meant like 200 bucks. So it's like, they're getting a lot of run at pebble beach. Yeah. Uh, I would not pay $500. There's, there's nowhere on earth I would pay $500 to play golf. Yeah, I mean... The That's a gut, Augusta, no, Augusta, Augusta Nash. No, one. wouldn't do it. I, I would do that, but I, I'm with you. I wouldn't pay it to go to Pebble Beach. 
Now, if Nance is going to commentate on every one of my shots, then I would pay Augusta play, play Augusta National for 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 five hundred bucks. Yes, Ryan, yeah. go ahead. Doug, you are an infamous. You only play like thirteen or fourteen holes of golf. Yes. Would you play the full eighteen at Augusta? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 I, I actually, you know what my my problem with golf is, I've never taken a guy's golf trip. I just haven't. Um, there's, I, I could go into a litany of reasons, mostly because like, I don't know, guys golf trip, but just like, really, this is all we're doing. Yeah. And it's great. It's great. Yeah. It depends know. if you have too much fun at night and then the golf kind of stinks. Yeah. You know? Then you're like, Ugh. yeah, especially because, you know, if you're going to a nicer place, your tee times are usually earlier. So it, it, they actually, they mesh that first day, but yeah. if you do it like three days, like I did the band and dunes yeah. for my brother's bachelor party. And it's a cool in theory, but about the second day on the, you know, third 18, you're ready to tap out. Your back hurts. You're like tired of walking. You're like, every shot looks the same. This place is hard. I can't find my ball. Yeah, it's tough. Oh, it's, it's so, I mean, it sounds like the most overrated thing ever. I don't know. I would, I would like to play one great round, like at Pebble. I, I never played there. I was supposed to play there. Uh, I was up there for some other thing. And we were supposed to play Pebble when it was raining. They're like, you guys want to play Pebble? Like, no, I just played 18 holes of golf in the rain. Like, the last thing I want to do is go to Pebble and play in the rain. No, thanks. I'd like to play, but I'd like to just play 18 holes, no cell phone. Nobody tells me when I got to be. I always have to be somewhere is the problem, or I feel guilt of not being somewhere somewhere else. I, I, I do my... think an underrated event to go to, just in general, are PGA tournaments. You went to the U.S. Open a couple of years ago, didn't you? Just to hang out? Yeah, we've, we've been you a know, couple times. Like, Booze is flowing. Uh, the the AT and T there is awesome. I know the Riviera looks cool. Like obviously the waste management. There, it's actually an under undervalued. I think kind of like a sporting event. A lot of younger people. Booze tents. It's the, 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 you don't even end up watching any golf. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Like if you're going to actually watch the event, you're not going to watch the event. And if I want, no, you just you just go to go outside basically. Yeah, to drink outside. Yeah. And 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 if you got like a sponsor's tent, then you're not paying for it either, which makes it really oh, that, cool. that's right? ideal. Yes, that's that's you and I speak the same language. John Middlecoff joining us, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I, I said this about the Cowboys: they're going to re-sign Dak. It's going to be for too much money. It's going to change the way we look at him. But this is what the Cowboys do, right? Like it's they wait a little bit too long, they spend a little bit too much, and they get a little bit too into their stars. And yeah, I mean that's just this is very much on brand for them. I would tend to agree with you on a typical year, but it kind and maybe it's just because OTAs aren't going on, so the story would be amplified, right? If he was holding out and wasn't at practice, it's hard to tell like what he would actually be doing and where he hasn't said anything. I just wonder: are, are we sure they're not just going to kind of go play it this out this year, a little Kirk Cousins style, and just see like new coach, new scheme, just kind of a new situation? I know Jerry's the boss and Jerry's old, but you know, with these crazy outlandish demands, because even if you go, you know, I want 40 plus million by the fourth or fifth year, you could justify once the world kind of gets back rolling and the salary cap will be huge. That wouldn't be that crazy money, even though for him it still feels extreme. It's just he ever a top tier quarterback. I I think, listen, I'm a Dak fan, but I love him to a point. And I I think I would imagine Mike McCarthy, uh, you know, has somewhat similar view. I, I, you can't work with Aaron Rodgers in the peak of his powers and go, yeah, I think this guy's got the chance to be like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Now, Dak could be solid, and he already is, but is he going to get that much better? I mean, we saw him last year. I know my people with the Eagles were like, 
we, we came in empty-handed to that game in Philadelphia at the end of the season, and he just couldn't beat us. You know, and and we were playing with the, basically an, an empty clip in our gun, and somehow we found a way to win. The Eagles had no business winning that game, and he just he was not good. And I, I know McCarthy wasn't there, and Jason Garrett, and the guy that the coaching staff. But the problem is in this pandemic, McCarthy like they haven't had a chance to work together. Have they even talked? It's just a it's a bizarre deal. I, I don't think I don't feel confident either way. John Minokoff, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. You see Flacco sign with the Jets? I did. I did. $1.5 million, so he's he's officially a backup. I thought he just had surgery, too. Like, that, that's a yeah, weird... Ne- yeah, neck surgery in April, I just read. Yeah. So that's, he might that's not even... He wouldn't even be ready. He couldn't even play in a preseason game. Someone just tweeted. I kind of I kind of like now... Like, I didn't... Lo- I don't love that... You don't need to post videos of you working out if you're Cam Newton. Like, don't care. But I kind of like him now sitting out and just waiting and being America's backup because I could, I I don't think he's a great fit as a backup, but I think he's a he he's got a chance to reinvigorate himself if the right guy goes down and every year somebody goes down, like I can name Houston, Baltimore, Buffalo, um, you know if Dwayne Haskins sucks after a while maybe I don't know they got so much money tied into Alex Smith they need him to retire like I I kind of go through it and I think. Those are some of the places that, that he could he could land if somebody gets hurt. And, and you know how these coaches are. Think how many rosters that you think you're in good shape. These guys haven't seen a player since, you know, a lot of these teams since late December. Once you get to training camp, I used to see it in training camp after we had all OTAs and then two days into the pads, like, yeah, we got to get rid of this guy, we got to get rid of this guy, we need to upgrade here. I think it's going to happen all over the place, uh, especially at quarterback. So many new coaches, so many new just turnovers just naturally in the sport. I think by about week one of training camp, assuming it starts as normal, Cam's, even if a guy isn't hurt, his interest will be dramatically higher. Plus, when coaches and GMs are together every day, like literally shoulder to shoulder, even if they're social distancing at the time, they, this is all they would talk about is how can we upgrade and Cam Newton just being available, depending on his price. Uh, I, I'd be shocked, honestly, Doug, if he hasn't had offers right now, right? And he's just kind of poo-pooing them. You know, kind of like a Jameis type deal come in for basically I don't nothing. Think, I don't think he, I mean, he might have the authors for nothing, but I don't think, I mean, I, if we go through the teams. I just don't think there's the no, interest I, I, in him that people think because, because I, here's the thing. What is Cam Newton? Do you know definitively what, how he would, how you would play Cam Newton if you had him? Well, no, because he's been an injured guy. So I don't even know if he's healthy. Right. I right. Need, so I let, let's say, together. but even if he is healthy, stands reason he's not the same runner. That's why they tried to make him to a thrower when he was in Carolina. Right. Yeah. Then you're like, all right, well, then forget about his le- – now we don't think of the same runner. He was never an accurate thrower. We don't know about his shoulder. And even if his shoulder's healthy, we don't know if it holds up. I, I think one element of, like, the Cam truthers, they forget, when he was in the peak of his powers, they were running quarterback power, you know, like as a part of their offense. I mean, I think he had that MVP season, 10 touchdowns. He would run behind the lead blockers consistently every game. So yeah, uh, there are going to be a large percentage of people that you would assume would like, why wouldn't they be interested? Are just not going to like him because the wear and tear on his body is not your typical 31-year-old because you also got to factor in like the running back legs and he's legitimately been hurt. And then if his shoulder is messed up and he's never been the most accurate guy, but I, I've seen enough of these workouts with no-name guys, let alone a guy like Cam Newton. If you bring him in August 1st and put him through a workout or have him sit with a coach, and he says the right things. Like it's it's not that hard to kind of 
resurrected. Now, I'm with you. You've got to find the right fit. As Jameis found the perfect fit, right? Go to New Orleans. You know, if, if Drew Brees goes down like he did last year, he'll play, not Taysom Hill. And boom, he could look good, and then all of a sudden he's their long-term answer, or maybe he gets himself a job next year somewhere else. Cam, you know, I, I would imagine wants to find that ideal fit. But like you said, who knows? It might not. It might not exist. He might have to go somewhere that's not "quote unquote" ideal. Oh, I don't. I don't. That that's the problem when you hold out and wait is you you don't really know. It's out of your control. Yeah, it's totally out of your. I totally out of your control. Which I've actually kind of wanted to do in terms of travel this summer, right? Like. What if you could just go and like, all right, here's the deal. I'm gonna give you 500 bucks. Fly me somewhere I've never been before, and you like keep it. And you land. And you're like, okay, let's go. That kind of that's kind of fun. That could be a TV where, show. Where are you where are you gonna go? I don't know. I just said I, I'm I'm offering up somebody else could send me somewhere, and I wouldn't uh-huh. even know when I got on the plane, right? Like they don't tell you where you're going. You get on a plane, you land, and you're like, all right, here you are, go. Be fun if you ended up in the right spot. True, true. First thing you're gonna do. First thing you're gonna do when we get out is what? I mean, just go somewhere and eat. I mean, you kind of take for granted. I, I do like going to restaurants and eating. You know, I mean, you just you get that taken away from you. But do you? Uh, do you? I mean, do, yeah, I mean, do you do takeout? I mean, yeah, but it's it's not the same. I mean, sometimes I just want to get out of my house. I just like going. I like it. I, I like it in my house too. I like it. I, I mean, too. It, I would I would love to go to my gym and get a. That's what I'd like to do. Right, just get out. Just yeah. get a workout in, oh right? My God. Oh, that'd be amazing. Ugh, but it feels like that's farther away than it is closer, I right? Th- I think we'll be next week or two or whatever. You, you think know? the gym's by early June? I think it depends on what type of facility it is, right? I, I, I think got, the, the I big a- mega gyms, you know, the ones, you, the gold gyms that you go and do biceps on like three times a week, I don't yeah. think those ones are opening up anytime soon. What are you going to do when you show up at your gym, though, and they're only allowed 30% capacity and 30% is already in there, and they tell you to wait, but they don't know when people are going to come out? Will you sit there and wait? Or you no. Leave? No. That's, that's going to be a problem. That's, that's, that's going to be a problem. Absolutely going to be a problem. Uh, here's a question. NBA John Middlecoff, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Three and out, the podcast just dropped. Somehow his podcast, I think, dropped the same time as mine. It is really it is better than mine. His is all football. Mine's all basketball. Um, okay. Uh, do you believe let's whoever wins an NBA championship, let's say they're going to come back and play. I think they're going to play in Orlando. That's what I've been told. Is that a legitimate NBA championship? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I, it's not, do we hold the 99 and that was different. They played a shorter season, so they didn't halt it. I, I, you know, the way time goes on. I, I don't think as long as we're not doing like best of three until the conference finals, to me, if they play the normal playoffs, even if they finish, you know, 70-game regular season, so they're skipping 12, if LeBron wins it or Kawhi wins it, I, I think we'll give them that real one. Now, I think where there might be somewhat would push back if, like, a random team were to win it. You know, let's say, like, somehow the Sixers come back, and they're just boys, and they just rattle off, and it would be like, they never would have won it if this thing didn't get halted. That's where – because to me, if LeBron or Kawhi, which it feels like they're the favorite, and to be honest – they'll get proper credit. Like, they just won the NBA championship. Yes, it depends on who wins it, right? Yeah, I feel like if, if Harden were to win it, we'd, we'd make some excuses. Totally. Same, same thing. Like, if, if Toronto or Boston somehow pops up and wins the East and then wins it, you'd be like, nah, that one didn't count. LeBron wins it, like, see LeBron. The Clippers win it, like, see Clippers Kawhi. I, I, I do think that it's a difficult situation, like, for all the crappy teams. 
are, are the Warriors going to like send Steph and yeah, Clay's been hurt? I don't think they're. Steph- I, here's how I think they'll get out of it. I think they'll say, you know, we would really like to have those teams participate, but every team's bringing 35 guys, 35 people. If we cut out the bottom 10, that's 350 less people. Yeah, we're getting, this is about social distancing and being safe. We're going to be safe. That's, I think, how they'll get out of it. My, my question is, if the Warriors get the number one pick, should they take James Wiseman? Mm, it depends what's out there in terms of offering a trade. Let's say that there's not a good trade offer, and that's you're just going to take the best college guy that gives you the best big picture, you know, situation yeah i mean i i like anthony edwards um i i would think i would think about that i like james wiseman because of his versatility he wouldn't have to be an alpha um and he could he could eventually but he's not the problem with drafting one of these kids is they're just kids and they're in a window now where over the next three years they're going to try and compete for a championship and i don't know if it makes sense to draft a 19 year old thinking he's legitimately going to help you compete maybe why I, I think the Warriors a lot like that second half of Jordan. They're in a position. They got a couple sweet picks. This one and the next year's Timberwolves. They have a trade exception of eighteen million dollars. If they do it right, however, whatever moves they make, they could be equipped to you know compete to win maybe one or two in the next two or three years. Right? Yes, no question, no question. I, I think there is a second run in them, but they're going to have to get too. a little bit lucky and stay. And and by that I mean stay healthy. And let's see what happens with the rest of the league. We we don't know what how LeBron ages. We, we don't know if, if Giannis stays in Milwaukee. We don't know a, a lot of different things. Have a great weekend, John. Thanks so much for joining us. See you, Doug. All right, that's John Middlecoff, uh, who joins us on the Discover Card guest hotline. Get your free Discover credit score, credit score card today. If you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard score won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. All right, uh, we got a bunch to get to here. Okay. A Hall of Fame coach is worried about the impact the G League will have on college basketball stars. Give me my thoughts next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament? You have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Now. <laughs> this is Tom Izzo, legendary uh, Michigan State head coach on the herd earlier today. Look what's going on right now. You know, we got the transfer rule out there. We've got the G League. We've got people talking about kids coming right out of high school. There's a lot of moving parts right now in the in the basketball game in general. I worry that we devalued education a little bit. I don't think we appreciate uh, maybe not only the academic education, but the social education of college. You know, I think it's very important when a kid comes, if it's one or two years, but when he's there, um, he's growing as a person, not just intellectually, but I think socially. I think that's important when there's not a lot of pressure on you. Who knows where it's all going right now? But um, me personally, I've seen a lot of great kids, you know, whether they're here one year, two years, three years or four. I think it's an advantage for them. And sooner or later, they're going to get to that G League or the NBA. And if they do, it becomes a real business and a real job. And uh They'll miss college a little bit. You have no idea how good you have it. That's what he wants to say. That's what he wants to say. They all want to say that. Like, look, I just, if you don't make it in college and you're a good student, you're a good kid, like you're not going anywhere. They just, you know, all right, we got, we got Jimmy over there. We're going to bet Jimmy. Like he's not going to play, but he's a good kid. He gets his degree. Be part of our basketball. We'll figure it out. If you're a good kid and you don't make it in the G League, they're done with you. You're gone. Go figure something else out. I mean, like, what, 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 what do you, I don't understand what you guys are chasing. I, 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 it's like part of me wishes that these guys would go and get a year in the G League and then have the ability to come back to college. Right. Because I, I believe that their vision of the G League is some like, well, it's just a tiny step behind the NBA. Like, no, it's not. You're playing in M- Like, the G League's been social distancing since it became the G League. It just is. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to demean the players that play there. They're better than the college teams. I played minor league basketball with really, really good players. I mean, I remember looking around. Like, I, when I was in... Enid, Oklahoma, we actually drew well. We're in the USBL. Like, Willie Burton's the ninth pick of the draft. He scored 15 a game. You know, um, Bubba Wells led the country in scoring. 
and he was a second round pick of the Mavericks. Galen Young is a second round pick of the Bucks. Like I'm looking around, like these dudes are skill wise better than guys I play with in college. But you can't fill up a fifteen thousand seat arena. Go and look at all the names of guys in G League teams. So what what happens is we will focus as parents and basketball people and fans on the two or three, 10 guys that do make it, not on the hundreds of guys that don't. My, my issue is not with guys coming straight out of high school. It's that there's no way to cap it. You kind of have to let the market decide, but we don't actually tell people just how tough a market it is. There are 450 jobs out there. And the, the best part about what, what Tom Izzo said, I told him, there's a social aspect to college that we are just missing out on. It's, it's a part of your growth and your development. It's my, my son and daughters, they go to, a, they go to camp. And uh, I think their camp is going to be a go, but we don't know. Like It's a massive investment. But what, what they get from the camp is a social aspect that they don't get at home. There's no phones, no computers, no movies. You know, they actually interact with other children from all around the country and they just be, they're just kids, which is okay. And you don't like everybody. You like some people, you make friendships, you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know, you see him at a dance. Like it's okay to just be a college kid. Like I, I look back now 20 years later and I stayed on campus for one short session. I should stay there the whole time. Like you have your whole life to come back home and work out with your trainer, whatever. Being on a college campus in the summer when no one else is there except a bunch, you know, some athletes and some students and like, you know, as a quarter of the people in the college, that's the best, man. You find a new bar you've never been to, you meet new friends, you make closer friendships. I, I, I've never under, there's a reason that anyone who's been to college goes best four years of my life. And we seem to act like these jobs are going to go away. No, the job will go away if you go to college for a couple of years. Like, no, it won't. You know, remember when Adam Silver said not all NBA players are happy? That's because we, we tell them the, uh, the, the ability for them to be happy is to make money. That makes you happy. Like, no, no, not even close. Don't get me wrong. Money can make, you know, it's like my daughter says, like, you know, money can't make me happy. It would, I could buy some horses and those would make me happy. <laughs> what does the fuck say? Uh, what's your brand? Everybody has a brand. Not just companies, but teams. Teams have a brand. The Cowboys are right on brand. I'll explain next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Almost done, kids. We're almost done with the quarantining. Be smart about it. If you got, if your state open, lets you open up, then go. If not, find ways. Had some friends invite us over for uh, swimming, cookouts, whatever. I, I've identified, I showed you guys how I could identify a grilling problem, even from Instagram. That's how good I am. I got Unagi. That's how good I am at identifying stuff. We're, we're almost there. We're almost back. Almost. Uh, I got this survey for you about what college football players say about coming back. Ooh, got a great hour for you. Hmm. 
By the way, if you missed uh, the All Ball podcast, you can download it. The Herd Podcast Network. John Middlecoff joined us. He's got three and out. Mine's All Ball. Of course, there's uh, Rob Parker's. That's inside the Parker. Tom Verducci will join us in 20 minutes. Get his thoughts on what Major League Baseball looks like if and when it returns. I think it will. Yesterday, Ken Rosenthal said thinks he'll be back. Gave us a sense of what he thinks it looks like. Players take a pay cut, not a revenue share. We'll ask Tom Verducci what he thinks as of today. It's a bit of a moving target. Um, anyway. What's your brand? Right? It's your brand. It's kind of like your elevator pitch. Who are you? Who are you? Like we had a theme yesterday, didn't we? You know, we had a theme yesterday about knowing kind of who you are. If you, you can't say what you are in two sentences, well, it's like Cam Newton. If Cam Newton comes back to play quarterback, all these people are like, Cam Newton should be on a team. Like, okay, what is he? Well, he's a running, like, no, 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 he doesn't run anymore. Got hurt a bunch, 30 years old, doesn't run as much. And then, of course, he's not an accurate thrower and he's coming off of shoulder surgery. And it's also hard to change who he is at 30 years old. You could say like, hey, we don't want Cam running anymore, but he's Cam Newton. It's like telling Michael Jordan, to, to stop trying to win every battle. That's not Michael Jordan being true to Michael Jordan. Anyway. Um, I think NFL teams have brands. You know what the Patriots are? Their brand is Belichick. Like the Steelers are, whether or not their offense, you know, offense, even their defense emulates it, they are synonymous with, you know, Blitzburg, Toughness, steel curtain. And they're just, that's who they are and what they feel like. They also, they don't like paying big money free agent contracts or, you know, they want to pay top dollar. That's not who they are. It's never been who they are. The Cowboys are different. The Cowboys brand is glitz, glamour. Right? America's team. You remember the old Cowboy Stadium, how they had the roof cut out? Why was the roof cut out? So God could see the Cowboys play football. Now you have Jerry's world, which I don't know if you guys know that dome can't open. They never open it, but that dome. I wish I feel like they never open it. One reason they don't open it hard to throw a football. (laughs) Interestingly, which brings us to Dak Prescott, who I believe I, I know he'll be throwing footballs there this year. And I would guess for the next four years after he'll be throwing footballs as well. I don't know if it's a four or five year deal. I do know that Ed Werder says they actually haven't talked. This is just people talking through the media. They're pretty close. They're at somewhere in the mid thirties, you know, in terms of salary per year, he's not given into the fifth year and they're probably not going above $35 million. There you go. Right. So there's a deal to be had before July 15th. And this is perfect for the Cowboys. It is. It's perfect for the Cowboys. Because even if we go back and look, and I think Troy Aikman was a great player. Was Troy Aikman ever the best quarterback in the league? Not really. Not really. Right? What what years did they win the Super Bowl, John Ramos? You 
Do you remember when they won all those Super Bowl when the Cowboys? It was ninety two, ninety three, somewhere in there. Yeah, who were the best quarterbacks in the league th- those years? Brett Favre. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is kind of super on brand for them. Right. Go go back and look. Now look, it's been a long time. They haven't had back to back ten win seasons. This is a true story since nineteen ninety six. Right. Nineteen ninety five. They won the Super Bowl. Barry Switzer was their head coach. That they beat the Green Bay Packers 38-27 in the NFC Championship game after beating the Philadelphia Eagles. But they've always had glitz, glamour. And and I actually think that Jerry's sitting there going, "Yeah, I don't think Dak is Troy Aikman, but Troy was a great and respected leader, and so too is Dak." Dak's not as accurate, but similar body types. Similar body types. Do I think that Amari Cooper is the playmaker Michael Irvin? No. Doesn't have the issues off the field that Michael Irvin had and probably not as dynamic on the football field. And then at running back, I actually think Ezekiel Elliott, to me, all around more talented than Emmitt Smith. Can he be as consistently productive and not get hurt and not get in trouble the way that Emmett Smith did? But this is on brand for them. They think they found their Aikman. They think they found their uh, um, their Emmett. They think they found their Michael Irvin. This is their brand. And they'll slightly overpay and it'll be about stars and the star. And that's how they think they're going to win a Super Bowl. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with it and I don't like it, but I understand it because they know who they are and where and how they've been successful in the past. Right. Which is exactly why the green Bay Packers were right to do what they did on draft day, which is stay true to your board. And if you can find the heir apparent who, Oh yeah, by the way, just so happens to need a couple years of seasoning when we got a couple years left with Aaron Rodgers, all the better. The Packers draft pick is very much on brand. Their lack of desire to go out and sign dudes in free agency on brand. That's who the Packers are. The Chiefs, they added a great dynamic pass catching running back in the first round. What's our brand? Our brand is we got Pat Mahomes. Get Pat Mahomes dudes and we're going to score points. We're down 24-0 to the Houston Texans at home. And before you can blink, we got the lead. Why? Because we we have Pat Mahomes, and we're just going to keep feeding him guys to throw the ball to or hand the ball to. But the secret to life is not only knowing who you are, but embracing who you are. It's the same secret to knowing who you are and embracing who you are as a company or as a sports team. Right? Rolex, luxury watches. Are they, are they expensive? Yes. Are they too much money? Sure. Are they actually worth, well, they got perpetual motion. Nah, you're buying the brand. But they know who they are, right? Rolex isn't making cars. They're not making phones. They're not making shoes. They know who they are. You want a really nice watch, one that you can pass down to your kids, one that will maintain its value, get a Rolex. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. You come to the, you come to the NFL, and if you want to win and do some kind of a no-name fashion, you got you got New England. Now, 
a team that loves linebackers, defense, Pittsburgh Steelers. You want flash and panache and big name stars? That's the Dallas Cowboys. That's the Dallas Cowboys. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Don't hate the team or their plans. Hate the brand. All right, I got uh, bad news for a young stud in the NFL, plus what this survey of college football players tells us about the imminent return to campus. That's upcoming next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Olive Show, Fox Sports Radio. This uh, David Ubbin of The Athletic surveyed 45 current college football players from the Power Five Conferences, a group of five in the FCS. To get an idea of how they'd feel about returning to campus, almost 80% say they'd be comfortable returning to campus, resume football activities. The, the players were asked to rate a scale of one to five how comfortable they were, one being extremely uncomfortable, five being extremely comfortable. No player said they would be extremely uncomfortable. Only three players said it would be a two. Honestly, I'm fine returning today. Again, not a totally scientific scale. I just, I don't know how to tell you this, guys, but it's really cool being a college athlete, (laughs) you know? A lot of people who didn't play college sports or seem to talk down on it. Oh, all they're doing is making money off their name and likeness. You need to get a piece of yours. Like, all right, maybe they're making some money. Like, the truth is that they're making money more off the event than they are off you personally, but okay. Like you get a lot back in return and I look here, here's the easiest thing I can tell you for the name and likeness guys. And I know some of the stuff is changing or whatever, but in terms of true value, um, Ralph Irvin, you are a, 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 a vociferous sports fan. Are you not? You wouldn't have this job if you were not. Yes. Okay. How many college basketball players could you legitimately name right now played this year in college basketball? And I'm not saying this to embarrass you. No, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, and I actually watched a fair amount this year, but at the moment, because I haven't thought about them, I, could, I, I don't even know how many I, I couldn't tell you. Right? Right? It's just completely off my radar. Uh, right, c- right, because there was no tournament. They had a season. They played they play like all of the games. The season was not, remember, postseason tournaments are postseason. All of the regular games were played. Nobody, like, I mean, I covered the sport. I covered the sport. I mean, look, could I normally, could I go 40 deep? Probably. You know, 100 deep, maybe. Maybe. But I I couldn't tell you, like, right now at the top of my head, bam, 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 bam. Right? I can think of, like, six or seven names and then I have to start thinking, I have to go through the teams where that was never the case if you had the NCAA tournament. Like the thing does work both ways. They promote you and you get a chance to hang out around your friends and you get to work out and you get all the best benefits of being in the school. Like everybody who's actually been through is like, yeah, it's actually kind of sweet. And now it's way sweeter than it ever has been. And I know they're changing some of this name and likeness stuff and whatever. That's the rules. I, you know, whatever the rules are, I'm all, I'm okay with it. But if we don't realize the value in just kind of being around a college campus, 
Can't send them back. Can't send them back. Why, why can't you send them back? All of them want to go back. And that doesn't mean that just because they want them, that's what you do. I understand that. Like we have this discussion in my house. Well, he's not sure he wants to play baseball. Yeah, well, he wants to play football. You're going to put him out there and let him play tackle football the rest of his life? Like, well, no. Okay, so you're going to listen to him when he says something about baseball. You're not going to listen to him when he says something about football. That's, that's a contradictory statement, right? You ever had one of those? I love one of those wars. Anyway, um, I, they're all saying they want to come back. Everyone knows that the more this thing opens up, we'll have some court sort of, you know, spike in, in infections, whatever. But it's not like you're going to stay. Anybody's going to stay at home. Once the stay at home order is lifted, nobody's staying at home because they've been at home for two months or more. So if you're going to be anywhere, be to college campus. Controlled environment, medical team ready. Working out so that you're staying in good shape, which causes you, helps you to fight things off. And oh yeah, by the way, again, like I'm, I'm guessing most of these guys who are playing collegiate sports don't have underlying health issues. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific. Tom Verducci joins us, works for the MLB network. And of course, MLB on Fox best guess. When do we have baseball? Fourth of July. How about a Fourth of July picnic, and we get to watch the Yankees play the Red Sox, the Dodgers play the Giants, the Cubs play the Cardinals. <laughs> That's the plan, anyway. We all need a plan, at least to be optimistic. Okay. Um, how far away are we from from a deal being struck? Well, as you know, Doug, with baseball, you get into some of these labor discussions, and this happens to be a labor discussion. Uh, it tends to be like you're back in middle school when you've got a homework assignment. You do it the last minute. <laughs> you never get things done early. So not that there's a hard deadline here, but in order to stick to a schedule and start playing the first week in July, I really believe they need an agreement by, I'd say, the end of the month, June 1st, maybe a couple of days beyond that. So we're essentially on a two-week clock here, and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that the future of baseball is on the line these next two weeks. And I say that because if, in fact, other sports are up and running, doing the best they can to get things in empty ballparks, whether it's tennis, golf, uh, soccer, you name it, and baseball has the protocols in place to return, and yet they decide that they can't come to an agreement based on how players should be paid, uh, well, then people are going to, A, be in the habit of not having baseball, and that's kind of easy to get used to because you move on. And more than that, and worse than that, they would resent baseball. So I, I think given that that is kind of the repercussion for not having an agreement, that's why for me I'm like 60-40 thinking that there will be baseball because the downside is just so big. I don't know if they'll resent baseball. I, I, don't, I, I honestly don't think they'll resent. I just think the out of sight, out of mind is the big thing, right? You're like, wait, wait. Everybody's come back and you guys couldn't figure it out because of, uh, of money. And I understand it's a lot of money and there's a good, you know, we, we've detailed Tom, just so you know, how much, how little the rank and file actually make. Like there's a, right. a grand misconception about major league baseball. They're the haves and the have nots. Yeah. Everybody says, Oh, baseball model is great. Like, do you realize that those guys make nothing in the minors and very little their first four years in the bigs? And if now if they don't wash out, now they're in for a sizable payday, but a good portion of them never make it to that sizable pay. So I, I understand that. I think it's the out of sight, out of mind. And I still think that the, if they don't get it started by the 4th of July, 
they're running the risk of, of missing this window where people are around and they'll pay more attention to your sport. Well, that's true. And then I do think, and I don't want to make this too big of a deal. I think in a very small way, baseball has in the past contributed to quote unquote, return to normalcy, right? Whether it's the, the green light letter from president Roosevelt during world war two, uh, the days after nine 11, when baseball came back, we weren't sure whether it was safe to gather in, in, in public spaces. Um, and, you know, baseball kind of has that episodic nature to it. It's there for us every day, even if it's on, you know, on the radio as background noise, you know, that kind of familiar, you know, especially during the summer when we do move about, the familiarity of baseball is big in terms of getting back to an everyday kind of normalcy. And again, it's something that's frivolous in the grand scheme of things. But Doug, in this climate, in this world, we could use a little frivolity, right? So that's why I think the opportunity is there for baseball. When I use the word resent, I use that in the sense that most people do look at players as people with an average salary of $3 million, right? And if they're not playing because they can't agree on how to divide the money, you know, and this goes back to the 81 strike as well. I mean, there are real labor issues at stake here, but I'm saying the general fan that's out there, and especially in this climate where there's so much sacrificing and suffering, People will not understand if there's no baseball and, and the reasons why. Um, they'll just understand that they decided they couldn't come to agreement about money. And, of course, it's more complicated than that, but that's, that's where I think the resent comes from. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so uh, we had Ken Rosenthal, who I know you work with, obviously, on Fox uh, yesterday. And Ken said, look, they're never going to agree to a revenue split, so instead they'll just – There'll just be a, another mechanism. Is that what you think ultimately happens? I do. Listen, I, I'm not nearly smart enough to know where the answer lies, but I know it doesn't. It, it's not in revenue sharing. It's not, it's not a matter of just, you know, rejiggering the math to figure out, okay, it's not 50%, is it 48.5? That's not it. Conceptually, you know, that, that dog just doesn't hunt the whole revenue sharing thing. We've had, we've lost the world series over it. And I think the owners know that when push comes to shove. And again, I'm not sure what the answer is, whether it's maybe you make things up uh, financially on the back end, uh, sort of like deferred payments. Although I got to tell you after baseball and any business, I'm talking not just sports here, any business in this economic climate, there's going to be fewer dollars on the other side of this anyway. I'm yep. talking about free agency in the off season, yep. the 2020 season, maybe the 2021 season, uh, 2022 season. I don't know, but uh, there are longer-term ramifications here. But short-term, yeah, I think they're going to have to be very creative to find what the answer is here. And that's assuming they can agree on what the health protocols are first. Uh, Tom Verducci joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so uh, give me a, give me a picture of what you think it looks like. Fourth of July again. I'm not going to hold you to this, and right? we're not going to say this is what Verducci. But your best guess what it looks like? Do they do the three leagues of ten teams thing? Do they play in Arizona and in 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 Florida, or do they let them play in the home stadiums? Well, be, best guess what do you think it looks like? Uh, for the majority of teams, they'll be in their, their major ballparks, what they have in the regular season. Toronto might be an issue because, let's face it, you can't cross the border right now. I'm not sure that's going to change. There may be some other spots, Los Angeles County. I'm not sure if that's still going to be in play you know, early July. So you may have situations where, say, and, and I don't know this to be true. I'm just going to throw this out there. The Toronto Blue Jays have to play in the Rays ballpark. They can train in their spring training facility in Dunedin, and they – 
they can play there. Uh, the Dodgers could possibly play. If they can't play in L.A. County, they can play in Anaheim. It's, there, there are ways to kind of get beyond. There are probably a couple of places where uh, you're going to have to have so-called neutral or doubling up sites. Then you're going to have the same divisions that you normally have. Teams are going to play two series home and road within their division and one series home and road in the like division of the other league. So that really cuts down the amount of travel that teams are doing, and it really puts a premium on your winning your division. And then you'll have a postseason with seven teams in each league. The number one seed gets a bye. The first round is not a wild-card game. It's a wild-card series, best out of three. Uh, baseball needs to have a semblance of a normal postseason because most of the money, the TV money, is tied up in postseason. And it's based on tiers of a postseason. So you can't go to like a, a March Madness type of schedule, one-and-done type thing. It, the money comes in in the postseason, a big chunk of it, and it comes in based on familiar tiers that we all know, uh, Wild Card, LCS, World Series. And I think to keep those in place and actually adding a couple of games, a Wild Card series instead of a game, uh, they can recoup some of the losses. Again, it's just a small part of what you know everybody's losing here, but – the key is play enough regular season games to have a quote-unquote normal postseason. Tom Verducci joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. I, I Okay, so then what is the the postseason becomes expanded or what? Yeah, no, I, I think, again, you're talking about instead of five per league, seven per league. And, you know, Major League Baseball floated this idea to the union even before the shutdown here about an expanded postseason. And actually there was a really good, I thought, uh, you know, at first blush, and baseball doesn't accept anything at first blush if it's a change, uh, I thought the actual reaction was pretty good. I know the TV networks like it. Uh, the players would like it. You get more teams involved in postseason play, and it really brings September more into play because you're really playing for seeding. I mean, you're the number one seed. You get to sit out the first round. That's huge. And, you know, if you're the eighth seed, you know, you don't make it. But if you get scrambled to that seventh spot, you are in. And I know there's been a lot of pushback that teams could have a losing record. If you went back and retrofitted this system in the wild card era, there'd only be like two or three teams over the course of 15, 20 years that would have got in with a losing record. But, um, you know, the idea that the number two seed on a Sunday night is going to choose who they play in the first round from among teams five, six, and seven. I think that's pretty cool. You can call that a gimmick. I don't think that's necessarily a bad word in today's world if you're trying to sell something. Um, so I, I think the idea that, say, you know, Brian Cashman can be uh, announcing on Sunday night a choice between the Indians, the Rangers, and the Red Sox, who the Yankees want to play in the wild card round, I think that's pretty cool. So you may see something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, there's this upcoming documentary on ESPN uh, regarding the home run chase with McGuire and Sosa. Do you know anybody who's seen it? I do not, but I saw the real thing. <laughs> you know, it seems like it's so long ago now, but, you know, for a, a lot of people, I think they're going to be surprised that this actually went on. I mean, it, it seems to me like it's yesterday, but I know that there's people voting for the Hall of Fame, for instance, who are in middle school when this stuff was going on in the late 90s. so yeah, It's, it's fascinating. Honestly, what's interesting is it was the same time as the last dance. Like, people forget. Like, I remember I was in college, and, and as a college athlete, I remember looking at those guys going like, well, those guys are juicing, right? <laughs> those guys. And then, and then you know, he tried to, uh, uh, McGuire tried to throw us off the trail with the Andro. He put the Andro bottle in his locker, um, which, you know, like, come on. And then ultimately he's come clean. I just... I'm I'm fascinated by what 
what how how much they'll talk about the steroids and what it does because the Lance Armstrong thing is this weekend, isn't it? That this weekend yeah. and the Lance Armstrong yeah. thing, like, look if if you watch and you pay attention, you know that all of the lies of the steroid guy. I didn't know what they're putting in my body. Like Lance, even's like, no one doesn't know what they're what they're taking. Who nobody does that. I just I do wonder what it does to those 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 Hall of Fame debates. Hundred percent. First of all, I agree with you. There's a reason why guys take PEDs. And it's not because they taste they good. Work. <laughs> they work. Yes. They work. And the old line: If anybody wants to tell you that, you know, if PEDs were the be all and the end all, then every baseball team would be filled with guys at their, you know, Gold's Gym in the lineup. These guys begin with world class hand eye coordination. And you are layering on top of that just incredible ability for the muscles to fire and never get fatigued over the course of a 162-game season. So, yeah, I'll be interested in watching it because I think there's a lot's been lost. A lot has been oversimplified. People forget just, just how inauthentic that entire era was. Um, so, listen, I'm someone, when it comes to voting for the Hall of Fame, I don't vote for guys who use PEDs. They made the wrong choice. I'm not taking away their money or their records. And every time I have a, a ballot, I think about the players who played the game clean. Right. You know, I, those are the guys who are disadvantaged. I, hey, listen, uh, honestly, I cannot tell you, I've never agreed with a person of your stature more. I just, I haven't. That's exactly how I, exactly how I look at it. Can't take your money. Can't take anything else. The only thing I can do is take away. To, to, I, I don't. I don't care if Perry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before. He made a he knowingly, wittingly made a decision, and that that to me disqualifies him from being from from any ability to to validate uh, his his immense skill as a ball player. That's what you give up. You give up immortality. Sorry, that's that's the way it goes. Well said. And by the way, I, I never buy the other theory that the media looked the other way during those years. I can tell you, I sat across from Mark McGuire in his living room in California before the 1998 season and flat out asked him one-on-one, face-to-face, if he used steroids, and he denied it. Now, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go ahead, and I wrote that he denied it. Am I supposed to go ahead and write that he's lying to me, that he's actually a steroid user, but he didn't want to answer the question truthfully? You know, we have standards in journalism, and you just can't write opinions, and especially when it comes to someone's you know, decision to use PEDs. So I think for the most part, you know, I think the media in general acted responsibly. And I didn't know anybody who knew point blank what was going on, certain guys, certain substances, you know, enough to write it and chose not to write it. So it'd be interesting to see how the media side of that's covered as well. Excellent stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it, Tom. You got it, man. Thanks. Tom Verducci joining us on the Discover Card guest hotline. Get your free Discover credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score. And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard limitations apply. College football with fans. According to one person, find out who next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Press. What do you got there, Ralph Irvin? They put their pants on the same way we do. Wow. 
We <laughs> we all One, know. One, two, three, four. I declare thumb. Mo- oh, no, sorry. Uh, we all know that cuts are being made across college athletics. One example is at Georgia State, where the athletic director has informed all of the school's coaches that as of July, they all need their own mobile phone plans, no more school phones. Part of a 12.5% cut from their annual operating budget. They're also cutting grad assistance at $8,000 per year salary. Hey! They always sniff the grad assistants, right? Like the head coaches could give back $8,000. But the grad assistant who makes $8,000, that position, like, we, why, why we do this? We do stupid things. Right, we, we just, we do dumb things. And the coaches would probably happily pl- pay it. I don't know about happen. I don't know. Well, versus versus lose a grad assistant. No, not really. Yeah. Okay. Because they can get volunteers. You, you'll get guys that volunteer to do it. Well, that's but, a good cut to the budget. Yeah, the, the cell phone that. thing is interesting. That that that's interesting. You you wait, they'll end up losing coaches over that one. I got right. my own cell phone. Right, <laughs> cell phones are crazy, creepy, expensive, aren't they? You ever got right. your cell phone? But like, damn, what? What? Coaches, I, I was unlimited for like seventy nine. Coaches getting together for their own family plans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seattle could still uh, use a new wide receiver, and well, they might target Antonio Brown. So far, their uh, biggest offseason acquisitions have been Greg Olson and Philip Dorsett. Yeah, I mean, look, Greg Olson, who, um, well, let's see how much he has left in the tank, but tremendous player, tremendous player. Dorsett, obviously, was never able, really, to be nearly the, the guy they wanted to be when he was in Indy or in, in New England. Um, the problem with Antonio Brown is you don't know if he's going to be suspended by the NFL. Right? And it feels like he's going to be suspended for some period of time. But it'd be an upgrade because that guy can play. Well, another right. option they might go with is Josh Gordon, who, of course, was there this past season, mm-hmm. but could be suspended at any yeah. time for being Josh Gordon. Uh, Steelers have decided that they're going to sell tickets to games. They're selling individual tickets, but they're holding back 50% of the individual game ticket inventory yep. in preparation of uh, possible social distancing scenarios. Which which Giants are this? This is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Sorry. Yeah. I I, I don't know. We just I have no idea what's going to happen in the fall. Nobody seems to. I We'll have sports. I just don't know if people will be able to watch them in person. So apparently Tom Brady and Sean Payton are texting back and forth. Yeah. Uh, Payton said that he have, he and Brady are doing a little trash talking as he texted Brady, we want to quiet the cannons. Hashtag keep the cannons quiet. Ah. And Brady, of course, apparently texted him that you guys are the favorite. You're the favorites. We're the underdogs. To which Peyton says, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I would guess that Tom Brady's a terrible trash-talking texter. Right? He just, you know, his fear of somebody getting his cell phone is so great, there's no chance that he's dropping F-bombs in there. Well, at this point, uh, we might get to see some of Tom Brady's trash-talk capabilities Sunday when they're playing golf. Yeah, we'll see. I I will be watching that. I can't wait to see. One thing that he is a little concerned about is Memorial Day weekend and people docking right off the backyard of his house that he's renting from Derek Jeter. So he's purchased off-duty police presence at his Tampa Bay home. I mean, look, it ain't like he can't afford it. And it is weird, creepy to be docking off that house. Like, how- But they're doing it. Who owns the dock? Doesn't he own the dock? <laughs> well, no, they're just do- you know dropping anchor right outside and just hanging there. That's creepy. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. One of those things you don't think about, right? Like, what a beautiful view of the bay. And you could you could dock your boat right out there. You could just drop anchor. like, Or anybody else could. 
<laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Didn't see that one coming. All I ever want to do is live in Tampa by the water. Now you do, and you're like, oh, you know, maybe it's better to live by the ocean where you're not in the bay. Uh, all right, I'll be doing Dan Patrick's show Monday, right? So, and uh, we'll have golf to talk about, and I guess NASCAR, and we're getting closer and closer to NBA and NFL and Major League Baseball. Have a great, safe, happy Memorial Day weekend. Doug Gottlieb Show. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with the code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 